An entitled jerk thinks that because he's successful and has money, he can treat everyone around him like crap and not follow any of the rules. So, since I work as a firefighter, I use that to my advantage to catch him in a moment like this and get his entire fancy car crushed. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. This story happened about 15 years ago. I'm a female and I'm about 5'11". And for background, I worked as a firefighter as an investigator for an independent department. For extra information, an investigator was the rank of LT and was based out of a large station, two engines, one newer, 110 tower ladder truck, which becomes relevant later, one chief car and one utility truck. Every day, the food duties changed from firefighter to firefighter. My chiefs took turns to cook when this happened. So my friend Bob worked as a general manager of a small grocery store. There was a long empty space in the front of the store marked with the following sign, emergency vehicles only. Enter the entitled jerk. He had a nice looking BMW and always parked in the above spot every week. Bob told the entitled jerk that he couldn't park there. And the jerk told him, Are you serious? I can park wherever I effing want. I make more money in a day than you make in a whole week. My friend calls me complaining about the entitled jerk. I agree to go and watch the spot. I get into our utility truck, which had the department decals on the door and a single red line on the dash. I park in the emergency vehicles only spot. As I'm walking in, I hear... <laughs> oh, come on. You can't park there. It's my special spot. I turn around and look at the entitled jerk and I say, excuse me, I'm on official duties and can park there. I point to the decal on the door. The entitled jerk looks and says, you can't be a firefighter. You're a girl. Move your truck and leave, C-word. Now, I'm proud of my job. In a department of 2,000, I was one out of five women on the department. I graduated top of my class. I have a shocked-looking expression on my face. I get really pissed off. I walk into my friend's office to get more information about his problem with the entitled jerk. As Bob explains, the continuous parking violations, and I see a small notice on the fire suppression system, the sprinklers, that said the inspection was coming up. I smiled as I get an idea. Cue the revenge. I get some information, leave Bob's office and get into the truck and head back to the station. When I arrive, I head into my chief's office. I tell him of the entitled jerk and what he said and what he does. My chief is a 6 foot 6 inch 320 pound Samoan. He sees everyone as family. My chief's face gets bright red. I explain my idea and he gets very happy. He rushes out and calls a station meeting. I lay out my idea. We send out the station to do a fire drill slash inspection by sending the old truck and one engine to the store. My friend will call the station the next time the entitled jerk parks in the fire lane. Skip to two weeks later, Bob called the station stating that the entitled jerk had just parked. As I am thanking him, I hear his fire alarm go off. I rush and change into my investigator uniform with turnout gear. I tell my chief and send the trucks out. I ride in the quince. We arrive and I see the entitled jerk's car right in the emergency vehicle spot. I radio to have one engine pull in right in front of the entitled jerk's car and the truck to park right beside the driver's side door. I get out and the engineer starts setting up the ladder which means four very large and heavy support struts go down and one crushes the front of his hood. The alarm goes off. The lineman breaks his windows as he runs the large five inch draft line from the pump to the standpipes. The fire access to the sprinkler system through his front 
front seats. I go in to find Bob hurriedly getting people out as the alarm is going off. The entitled jerk runs out of the store, sees his car, and goes ballistic. I radio the police department dispatch and request a few officers to the store as I had a mail that was impeding a fire operation. The dispatcher says that they will send a few officers. Three officers show up and I ask them to follow me. They do when I call out, hey, leave my firefighters alone. The entitled jerk turns and sees me. He rushes up screaming that I'll pay for damaging his precious baby, his car. I stop him and tell him that if he didn't leave, that he would be arrested. He gets in my face and says, you did this, I'll have your job for this. He then turns, pushing me back. The officers and I rush and tackle the entitled jerk to the ground. After they cuff him, I calmly inform EB that he was under arrest for assault and interference with a fire investigation and that his car would be towed for parking in a fire lane. I later found out that his car was crushed. The entitled jerk got 12 months probation for pushing me and interfering with a fire operation. He also got a $500 parking ticket, the cost of the tow, and he lost his nice BMW. The moral of this story is don't park where you shouldn't or bad things will happen. I've heard of situations like this happening where if you do park in front of a fire hydrant, for example, and the fire department needs to access that fire hydrant, they'll just break your windows and stick the hose through the car because they need to access it, which makes sense because you're not supposed to park there and there are people that are probably trapped somewhere that need a fire to be extinguished. But it sounds like this guy was just asking for it. Not only was he just parking there and leaving it at that, he was going out of his way to bully the people that work there and try and make them feel bad because they make less money than him. Who cares how much money you make? What does that have to do with anything? The entitled jerk was coming from the perspective that because he makes more money, he has more rights, like the right to be able to park in a place that is specifically a no parking zone. And of course, the whole weird part about it's impossible for a firefighter to be a girl. Even if something is less common, it doesn't mean that it's impossible. So if this was you in this situation, how would you have handled it? And jerk or not a jerk and why? Am I the jerk for telling my mom she's stupid to have another kid after all of her current kids are living in poverty? I'm a 19-year-old female, my parents' second child. I have three brothers, a 21-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 7-year-old, and a sister that's 16. We grew up poor and our parents were often dependent on financial help from relatives, friends, etc. for raising us. This is because even though my dad has a mediocre job and my mom doesn't work, they've just kept on popping out one kid after another. My parents are very religious and believe that children are a gift from God. Personally, I think that's total nonsense. My parents' reproductive choices wouldn't bother me if it hadn't caused mine and my siblings' lives to turn to crap. While growing up, we never had new clothes or toys. We had to accept handouts from family members who were better off. We never went out or did anything fun. To top it off, we were well aware that the rest of the family looked down on us for constantly asking for handouts. Now, my older brother and I have managed to get into good colleges and are looking forward to a future that would be better than our parents' lives. He and I were staying at our parents' place for a while due to the lockdowns, but one morning, my parents called all five of us into the living room. My mom said she had great news. The smile that was forming on my face died a quick death when she said, we're pregnant. I lost my temper. I asked them how could they be so stupid and irresponsible.
responsible. Do they not have enough financial troubles already that they have to bring in another mouth to feed? My older brother tried to calm me down, but I was livid. After a lifetime of scarcity because of my parents' stupidity, they still hadn't learned their lesson. I asked them how they planned to provide for this kid. My dad told me... I would have to give up the money our great uncle had left me. He had left all five of us some money, which only we could access when we turned 18. I said, hell no. That money would help pay for my college expenses. He called me selfish for not being there for family. And I told them that if they couldn't provide for the kid, then they should get an abortion. My mom started crying and called me a heartless monster. My dad told me he was disgusted with me. I told them there was no way that I was going to pay for their stupidity and the only thing I would be willing to pay for is a termination. What I was really worried about was my siblings lives getting even worse. My older brother and I have escaped from my parents clutches but the others, especially my younger sister, will be expected to help take care of this baby. No teenager deserves to have their adolescence ruined by diapers and a screaming baby. I know what it's like as I had to go through that. It was expected of me to be an unpaid nanny to my younger brothers and sister. My older brother could go out with his friends and have fun, but I had to stay home and help give baths and feed the toddlers. I decided to get some family members involved so they could talk some sense into my parents. I called my mom's maternal cousin. She's one of my favorite people. When I told her that my mom and dad are having another kid, she reacted with, what? Again? I told her everything and how they expected me to hand over my inheritance. She said she was going to speak to my parents and told me not to sign over anything. I promised her I wouldn't. Of course, I won't. I also called two of my first cousins, one of whom is an accountant, so that she could explain to my parents how much of a financial liability this baby is going to be and try to convince them to either abort or give it up for adoption. I moved out of my parents' home a few days ago. I was only going to stay there till the lockdown was relaxed, but I just can't bear to listen to my mom's nagging about this baby is a blessing and that I want to kill it. I've moved into a friend's basement for minimal rent. My mom's cousin paid them a visit about a week ago and tried to tell them they weren't doing this child any favors by bringing it into a life of poverty. My mom was very rude to my aunt and told her, A woman who chose to remain barren will never understand a mother's love. My aunt never wanted kids nor had any. One of the reasons she's my fave. My dad told her to get out. My aunt told me there was nothing she could do, but she did try. I didn't blame her. The cousin tried to explain the economic impact this kid would have, and my mom cried about, Everyone is trying to take away my baby! The intervention didn't do anything, so now I've decided to cut contact with my parents. I just can't watch my family slide further and further into a hole. I'll be maintaining contact with my sister, who's 16, just to make sure my parents can't brainwash her. My older brother is going to stay in touch with all of them, which is a good thing as he can act as a link between me and the other siblings if my parents ever forbid them from talking to me. Otherwise, I'm... I am done with these people. In one of the responses, there were some suggestions given. I applaud you. You don't owe them your college fund. They made their bed. They can lay in it. You might want to discuss with your siblings about it, signing anything over to their parents if uncle left you all some money. The OP gave some more information by saying, my parents can't touch the money. Only my siblings can withdraw it when they turn 18. My sister will be 18 in a year and a half, and I've explained to her that she's going to need it for college. Hopefully, I was able to convince her. In another response, the OP also clarified by saying, my brother will be staying there till the lockdown is lifted. I'm glad he's there actually, as he can be my eyes and ears for what is going on over there. His inheritance has already been spent on his college expenses. And if we jump into the future, there was a whole separate update. Yesterday afternoon, I got a call from my older brother. 
He told me that my mom has miscarried. This is hardly surprising as she's in her 40s. I felt a huge wave of relief wash over me. My siblings' lives would not be worsened by my parents' insistence on adding another mouth to feed on an already tight budget. My sister would not be asked to give up her inheritance so they could have money for their new baby. My brother told me my mom had been crying and while I did feel bad for her, I was still glad to hear about the miscarriage. I feel like we all dodged a huge bullet. My brother asked me to move back in for a while to help comfort my mom. I told him I wasn't going to move in because number one, my college would reopen in a few days and number two, I am done with all the family drama. However, I did agree to come visit my mom if only out of courtesy. In the evening, I went over to my parents' place. I took chocolate chip muffins for my mom, which I know she likes. My sister greeted me at the door and told me mom had been in bed all day. After greeting my dad, I went into their room. My mom was sitting up on the bed. I told her I was sorry about what happened and placed the muffins on the bedside table. She looked at me angrily and then threw the muffins at me. She screamed at me that she had lost her baby because of me. She said that I had caused her stress and it's what caused her to miscarry. She said that I was probably glad that her baby was dead, which is true, but of course I didn't put that out. She called me a witch and said that I had wished this upon her. She was screaming so loudly. All my siblings and my dad came rushing into the bedroom. She yelled at me to get out. I did. I hugged my older brother and sister. Before I left, my dad told me my mom was right that my cruelty caused her to miscarry. I told him that that was a grossly unfair accusation and reminded him that at mom's age, it was actually quite common to miscarry. Then I walked out. I am so done with my parents and their stupidity. I can only hope they won't try for another kid. Am I the jerk? With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. This one is really difficult because no matter who you are, whether it's your enemy or it's someone you really care about, you don't want anyone to miscarry. That is a horrible experience to have to go through for pretty much anyone. I get the point that he's making that the current quality of all of their lives is very low and adding another baby into the mix is going to make it even lower, especially for the younger kids. But still, I wouldn't wish a miscarriage on somebody because of that. If I had to put myself in the parent's shoes, they're probably calculating and thinking, oh, well, now that two of the kids are leaving the house, that means we can have one more baby and that way net total is still lower than it was before. Maybe they're thinking something along those lines. We don't really know because the OP didn't say, but I can also understand the frustration of the OP because if her life was really that difficult because of having so many kids in the household, how else can you see that? You would probably hope that they wouldn't have any more kids in the first place. I mean, if you think about it, this frustration doesn't really apply to the OP anymore because she is the one who has the sole right over her inheritance. She's feeling this exclusively out of the care for her younger sister siblings, especially the youngest. And if this ends up happening again, maybe the OP will be in a better financial spot to try and help out some of those younger siblings where the parents aren't able to. Not that it's her responsibility, she's not their parent, but clearly her siblings going through this type of poverty bothers her. Otherwise, this wouldn't be a big deal to her. Like I said, it's a hard situation, but how do you see this whole situation and jerk or not a jerk and why? My father and my stepmother died, leaving me, a 19-year-old male, and my stepsister, who's eight, behind. My stepsister's father, who has previously never cared about her is getting full custody and has told me that he won't allow me to visit. 
Is there anything that I can do? So my life is falling apart. A few weeks ago, my father and my stepmother were killed in a car accident. They've been married for seven years and my stepmother had a daughter from a previous marriage who is eight years old. I love her unconditionally as if she were my own sister and I would fight tooth and nail to keep her safe. She has no immediate family other than her father in the area, so he is going to receive full custody of her. This guy is a total jerk. The reason my stepmother left him is because he would hurt her which was never reported to the police, but I know several people who have witnessed it firsthand. So it absolutely 100% happened. And the reason he was like this was because my stepsister was born and he didn't want a child. As a result, he has never cared about her, never asked to see her, and never wanted anything to do with her until now. I was at home with my stepsister a few days ago and he knocked on the door. I opened it and we had a really ugly conversation about what was going to happen to my stepsister now that her mother and my father were dead. I told him that if he did end up having custody, I would want to be seeing her as often as possible as I consider her my family. He told me verbatim, That's not gonna happen, son. I don't want my daughter spending time with a half-cast blood. He's referring to the fact that my father is mixed race and that I am too as a result. I slammed the door. I was absolutely livid. Which brings me to this. I have a few questions. First, can anything be done to stop him from having custody? There are no police reports about this abuse that happened and his criminal record is clean by all the research I have completed. Second, at the very least, could I contend in a court that I have visiting rights to her? I know I'm not actually related to her, so I'm not sure what the standing is here. Third, if it's not possible to force allowed visits, is there any way I can straight up adopt my sister? I have an office job that pays well, so financial security wouldn't be a problem. I have an apartment of my own and I would 100% be willing to be her full-time guardian. I want to make it absolutely clear that my sister does not want to live with her dad and she says that she wants to live with me. So if we jump into the future, we get some answers for these questions via an update. After one of the most stressful months of my life, I can happily tell you all that I got custody of my stepsister. I did as many of you suggested and got a family lawyer who was one of the most kind and helpful people I've ever met in my life. I told her the circumstances of my stepmom and dad's death through tears and sobbing and then she she told me that she'd do everything she could possibly do to help me. After my stepsister's biological dad was informed that I would be trying to get full custody, he basically folded within hours. The lawyer told me that it wouldn't have mattered anyway though. She said that because he hadn't visited her for such an extended period of time that it was considered abandonment in the eyes of the law and the likelihood of him specifically getting custody was unlikely because of this. After her biological dad said that he didn't want my stepsister, I then spent weeks and weeks filling out the right papers and seeing the right people. I have never signed so many things in my entire life because my stepsister had no biological family other than her jerk of a dad. I was given custody on a silver platter according to my lawyer. Her biological dad didn't ask for visitation rights and it appears he didn't even care in the first place. He just wanted my stepsister for no reason other than to further upset me. Yesterday I signed the last piece of paper that confirmed that I had 100% custody of my stepsister 
stepsister. After I signed, we both cried and cried for hours. We're both working on processing the death of her mom and my dad. As I write this, she's asleep next to me with her head on my shoulder. The past two months have been hands down the worst of my entire life. I consider meeting my stepsister the best thing that's ever happened to me and adopting her is the single best decision I've ever made. These events have made me realize that family isn't just DNA based. It's actionable investments in the life of someone you love. For some context, a lot of the responses to the first half of the post were by lawyers or people that were offering up legal solutions that ended up going into effect by the time we saw the second post. This is a pretty sad situation, but at least considering the circumstances, it ended up with a happy outcome or as happy as it could be. The OP in this case is so young for what he is about to embark on. He's going to take on full custody of this eight-year-old girl at only 19 years old, which is quite the contrast to the biological dad who had such few visitations of his daughter that they considered it abandonment. I hope things only continue to get better and better for the OP and his stepsister because after this went through, it seemed like it was the first beacon of hope that they've experienced in quite some time. So let me know how you would handle something like this down below. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you guys next time.